from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics with John McIntyre, president and CEO of Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Media, and Steve Moore of FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host of More Money on many of these very same stations. So, gentlemen, uh, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Um, I had some serious topics squirreled away on yeah. energy and healthcare and stuff like that. But I thought I would have some more fun and I'm looking at the real clear politics polls. So let's see what we got here. Nationwide GOP primary, Trump 60, DeSantis 13, Haley 10. In Iowa, Trump 47, DeSantis 17, Haley 14. And then just for the heck of it, um, the ultimate November matchup, Trump 47, Joe Biden 45. So John McIntyre, Donald Trump's on a roll. Question is, is it going to continue? He is on a roll. All right. He's just he's walloping everybody nationwide, Iowa. I didn't look at New Hampshire, but I'm sure it's the same thing. And he even beats Joe Biden in the process. So, John, what do you make of this? Trump the next president? Is it all over but the shouting? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say uh, that, that I can guarantee you. Yeah, I can guarantee you it is not all over. Uh, it, we're, we are in for a, uh, a, a very wild uh, uh, 11 months here until the 12 months until the next election. But, but, but you're correct that, that Trump definitely is a little bit on a roll. And, you know, the problem for his Republican competitors is, in a sense, the like, I mean, the clock's running out. You know, I mean, we're here at Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, you, you got a couple more weeks till you kind of roll into the holidays and, uh, Trump's not going to be at any of the debates. Okay. That are, that are, that are here in December. And then, you know, Iowa's January 15th and New Hampshire follows pretty quickly after that. And, you know, it's, it's just hard to see, um, what, what's going to change What's going to be the catalyst to change the dynamic that's been going on for the last six months? You, you know, and people people talk about in the past, well, you know, you had late surges or this or that. But, I mean, th those times you, you kind of had active primaries going on and you had debates and all the major candidates were participating. You don't you don't really have that in, in this Republican primary now. It's more like an incumbent president running. I mean, think about it like in Biden's standpoint. Biden's not participating in any debates. OK. And, you, you know, when we, you know, we track the betting odds of these candidates too. Donald Trump's, you know, more likely to be the Republican nominee from the better standpoint than Joe Biden is likely to be the Democratic nominee. Hmm. So, you know, I to me, the open question is just like, how quickly does the nomination wrap up? Uh, because I do think that will have an impact on the general election dynamics and i and i think if i think if trump wins iowa pretty easily and he goes in and wins new hampshire pretty easily and then you know the next two states this is really over by march 1st completely and then i think on the republican side you start to get things coalescing you know if it turns a little bit into a two-person race with nikki haley or something and drags out a little bit longer 
you know, that could drag it out. And that, and, and, and that would probably, you know, hurt Trump's chances a little bit in the general. Steve Moore, at the beginning of this year, or if you go back um, to the midterm elections, November 2022, all right, a year ago, a year ago, I don't think a lot of people would have expected Donald Trump to have the commanding lead that he has in the GOP primary and beating Joe Biden to boot. Steve Moore, what do you think has changed? What's worked for Trump to give him this commanding lead? I think partly it's the fact that Joe Biden has been just such a horrible president. And, you know, I don't say that with any joy. I wish he had been a better president. I wish he had united the country, but he's done just the opposite. And it's hard to it's really hard to point to just about anything that he's done right as president. And I think that is so infuriated um, conservatives and Republicans that they see the Trump presidency in a much, much more positive light uh, because the market difference in performance, Larry. I mean, everything from foreign policy to building the wall to the economy to energy policy to immigration policy and on and on and on. And, I've, you know, I've said this um, for the four years now almost, that it doesn't matter whether you like Donald Trump, do you like his policies? Mm. And that's where, you know, his policies are right right there where America is. And I, like, I don't agree with every policy that Trump has. I'm not a big fan of his some of his tariff policies. But you know, 90 percent of the things that he did were extremely successful. And I think it's look, I agree with John. I, I very much doubt at this point. I don't see how in the world Joe Biden could be their nominee. I just mm-hmm. don't see how that. I mean, can you imagine four more years of this? I don't think the American people could imagine that. And so uh, but but just you do the compare and contrast and where we were. And I always go back to the old Ronald Reagan line, uh, Larry, that was the first time I ever really paid attention to politics in 1980. I remember in my college dorm watching the Reagan versus Carter debate. Remember that one? Mm. And Reagan looked right into that camera and he asked 100 million Americans, are you better off today than mm. you were four years ago? It wasn't complicated. And a week later, you know, um, Reagan won a landslide election. Now, I don't think this is going to be a landslide, but I think uh, I think Trump's policies are so superior to Biden's. That's the difference. But a year ago, Steve, just to follow up, a year ago, Ron DeSantis was a hot commodity in the Republican Mm -hmm. Party. A year later, I'll just say he's not, okay? What what accounts for his, I mean, his decline is mirrored by Trump's rise. There may be separate issues involved in each case, but it is fascinating. You know, I remember donors left and right, I'm leaving Trump and I'm going for DeSantis. And now a lot of those donors, you know, uh, they want to they want to delete or or they they want to reset um, and so everything's fallen wrong for DeSantis and fallen right for Trump. Yeah, I think part of that, Larry. In fact, that by the way, I just had a conversation with Ron DeSantis yesterday. We talked for about a half hour, and and I, look, he's America's governor. He's been an amazing governor, no question about it. I mean, what he's done in Florida has been fantastic, and uh, you know, it's admirable how how well he's done. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I mean, I. I, I can't really explain why it is that he hasn't caught on. He's not charming. You know, he doesn't have that kind of Kennedy, Reagan, Trump charm. Uh, he's a chief executive. He's done all the pushed all the right buttons. But um, 
What did you he know, say to you? What did by the way, I, my, here's my advice. What, him, what did he say to you, Steve, when you talked uh, to him? We, we talked, well, what we talked about is this big debate that's coming up, which I think is huge for him, where he's debating Ron, uh, he's debating uh, 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 the governor of California. Gavin Newsom, uh, yeah. Gavin Newsom. And you know what I said to him is, look, this is really big for the for the movement, for what we – because, look, America's two countries now. It's red red state and blue mm-hmm. state America. And I said, you've got to win this debate. You've got to pound him. And, and you know, if you take him down to the canvas, I think it'll be a big lift for him. I think people – it's almost like his his lifeline is this mm-hmm. debate. Mm-hmm. And I, he, he has all the facts on his side, no question about it. But, you know, Gavin Newsom is kind of a – Slick guy, he's very charming, and we'll see. But I'm tr- I want to make sure that he hits all of the points because this is important. Blue state America, like California, is falling apart, and red states like Florida and Texas and Idaho and Iowa are doing really well. And mm. so I, I really hope he knocks uh, Newsom down because I think there's a good chance Newsom could be the Democratic nominee. Hey, you, you know what, Larry? I, I I take a stab at saying where I think he he kind of you know, fell short in it. I do think a year ago he did have a lot of promise, particularly after the disappointing 22 midterms, but he, 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 you know, he lost track of like what, of what was, I think his potential promise was just 75% of Republican voters are fully with Trump's programs and policies. Okay. And you know what, DeSantis sort of lost track of what made him, what made him, as Steve said, America's governor. I mean, it was running in that Trump lane that had him beat Adam Putnam in his primary in in eighteen. It's what got him elected governor, and then he governed so so efficiently and effectively on those policies. And the the Republican base kind of wanted to see him embrace that campaign without the drama and and the potential negativities associated with with former President Trump. And I think, you know, I think there were two issues where he kind of stumbled was one, you know, on on Ukraine, Republican voters are not in lockstep with where the Mitch McConnell Washington Republicans are. And he kind of didn't 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 convey that. He he kind of waffled a little bit on that in February and March. And then he also was a little too cute, I think, with the Democrats weaponization of the wall against Trump, where he could have had an opportunity to just not play any games with that and just say look this is because that's what republican voters wanted to hear and and i think you know from there on out he just seemed like he was going after the 25 percent of voters that don't like the president mm-hmm. former president as opposed to trying to win the 75 percent of republican voters that do really like him mm-hmm. good point ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Well, all you read about in the early months of this year was DeSantis versus Disney. And I think uh, everybody else was focused on the economy. And I remember, uh, I'll put this out to both of you, but in the CNN debate, uh, it wasn't a debate, but in the so-called CNN interview, um, you know, the CNN lady 
asked Trump <laughs> how he was going to not uh, get costs down, get inflation down. <laughs> Right. And w- without batting an eyelash, Trump said, drill, baby, drill. And then he f- and, and got a huge uh, applause. I mean, a lot of people yeah. saw that. And then yeah. and Trump finished the paragraph by talking about tax cuts and deregulation, thereby mm-hmm. outlining an economic growth plan that DeSantis should have but never got around to talking about. Right. I yes. mean, I think DeSantis believes point. in the same things. But he didn't articulate it. Yeah. Trump stole it right there, and then built up, built on it. Trump running an issues campaign, uh, unlike 2020. This was an issues campaign, more like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ron DeSantis got stuck in legal hassles with Disney. I yeah. remember Kellyanne Conway saying, "Too much woke, not enough economy," and I, yeah. I think that really hurt DeSantis. And that. That t- I don't remember when that CNN thing was. It was in March or something, or I don't remember when it was. But it was fairly early in the year, Steve. You know, it's like yeah. the, this, as you say, the, the Trump policies very popular. So Trump um, capitalized on the Trump policies, whereas DeSantis yeah. didn't. I mean, I think that really hurt DeSantis. Well, Trump is also a really, really great politician. And I mean that, you know, I don't yeah. often like politicians, but he, you know, you and I saw him give that speech the other night, Larry, at uh, Mar-a-Lago with yeah. the America uh, First Policy Institute. He, he knocked it out of the park. I mean, he's yeah. so, he's so, when he has his game face on, and I think he does now, and he's not whining and complaining like he was the first year after the election. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's very likable and charming and, uh, you know, uh, you and I have had dinner with him a couple of times. I mean, he just, he seems relaxed. I don't, by the way, I don't know how he does it here. You know, Democrats want to throw him in jail for 500 years. Yeah, that's right. How yeah. he maintains his composure and his up, he, he's also optimistic. He has that Reagan optimism that I love. Mm. And you know, John, um, Biden helped Trump by trying to throw him in jail for 750 years. <laughs> I mean, that helped Trump. No, no, there's no, look, that's a little bit my point with the DeSantis comedy. No question helped 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 Trump, and and the only way a Republican running in that context would would, would to, to gain anything in a Republican primary was to attack Biden, attack Garland, attack the justice yeah, the justice system. Right. Um, you know, and I and I think I, I just want to reiterate what Steve said about the three points of, of when you look out to the general election that people people it, it, you know the issue of the wall foreign policy and their pocketbook issues mm. because people see that they, they, they see the, they see our, our Southern border issues under Trump. They see it totally different under Biden. And they're like, why on foreign policy, they see the Ukraine mess, the Israel Hamas mess. And they think this wasn't going on when Trump was president. Mm-hmm. And then their pocketbook issues, they go, you know, every week, every month they say like, you know, they're going to the grocery store, they're buying gas. It's like, they're like, all of these are materially worse than they were at the end of 2019 pre-COVID. And Gallup actually had a poll right before right before COVID hit that said Americans were feeling better about they about their about their own daily lives mm-hmm. than any time since the early 1980s, which yeah. is interesting. Which is which was the last time there was mourning in America, and I think mm-hmm. people just see this right now, and and that's. I mean, that's a millstone around Biden and the Democrats' neck. But it'll probably be a close election with Trump and yep. Biden, don't you yep. think, Steve? I mean, regardless yeah. 
uh, of our sympathies and yeah. regardless of Trump's good showing, you got to figure the Democrats are going to do everything they can uh, to block Trump, to steal the election, to whatever. All right. I mean, it's going to be a tough election. Yeah, look, I've, it, on the 2016 election, uh, what happened at the end, in my opinion, because remember all the polls, John probably remembers this. I mean, all the polls had Trump down seven, eight points, you know, mm. on Election Day. And I, I think what happened in the end, and maybe I'm wrong, John may know this, but I think what happened, a lot of Republican women who said they weren't going to vote for Trump, I think they kind of held their nose and, vote, and voted for him. Uh, and, but they didn't vote for him, Larry, in 2020. Mm. If he can win back, in my opinion, those sort of suburban moms mm. who do care about the pocketbook issues but don't like Trump, don't like you know maybe the way he acts or some of the things he says, then I think Trump can win. But it, it's going to be razor tight because this is, a, this is a country that's so polarized right now. John McIntyre, I, I got to take a break, but to Steve's last point, which is a very important point with women, GOP's got to change the subject from abortion. Well, listen, you know, I don't want to be picking on DeSantis all the time, but you, you, you throw in the Disney comments, which I think are apt, but, but it's also, it's like, I, you know, I don't know from a political, just from a political advice standpoint, I don't know who told him a six weeks abortion ban was a good, was a good, you know, political strategy. Mm. Um, it, and, and it's just, it, it, it's not because one of, one of DeSantis's pitches was always going to be, Hey, I'm more electable than Donald Trump. And I think I think that, you know, and, he, and, and that passed all around the same time is all in February and March, um, mm. you, you know, and 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 so, you know, whereas, you know, he could have picked a, a 15 week or something that 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 was just going to be, you know, a, a more general election winning winning place to go from on that. Yeah. So. All right, let's take a quick break. John McIntyre, Real Clear Politics. Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And his uh, more money following this show on most of these same stations. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking money and politics with John McIntyre, President and CEO of Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Media. And Steve Moore, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and the host of WABC radio show, More Money. Uh, Steve Moore, I can't resist Kim Strassel's column, The Biden Energy Slush Fund. This is a wonderful (laughs) story, okay? A $400 billion pile of cash dwarfing most private green investment vehicles. Um, It's the Energy Department Loan Programs Office and it's run by someone named Jigar or Yigar Shah. Yeah. And they're going to dole out election year money left yeah. and right. I mean, it gives new meanings of buying yeah. votes. Come on. Yeah, you better believe it. And by the way, uh, you, just to be clear on this, this is for, uh, almost $400 billion, not $400 million. So this is yes. a gigantic slush fund. It has nothing to do with, you know, cleaning up the air or cleaning the water. It's all about channeling you know, massive amounts of money to Democratic constituents and Democratic groups. And it's outrageous. And I keep saying, you know, when I talk to the Republican leaders in Congress, defund this thing, take this money away. It's a, you know, they keep saying, gee, it's so hard to find ways to cut. How about cutting $400 billion? And by the way, most of these green programs are going bankrupt, Larry. Yes, they are. And John McIntyre, you got to hand it to the Democrats. 
unabashedly, unashamedly, $400 billion. I mean, this will all be spent during the election year if the Republicans don't right. defund it. I mean, you just got to hand it to them. You got to admire them. The sheer chutzpah of doing this. <laughs> right. Well, you know, there there is a there is a commitment to win that that's certainly there, and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's good. And look, and, and you, you said this; it's going to be extremely close. This is not going to be a blowout. Some of these, all these things add up in, in these close states. Um, so, by the way, can I just want one? I know we're running out of time, but one quick thing that's so insidious about this, Larry, is that all these companies are, not, you know, are now chasing government dollars, yes. not private sector investment. Yes. And so, it's a huge misdirection of capital in this country. Yeah, it, it just look vote buying. There are many ways to buy votes. <laughs> this is one of them. Just like the student loan program, right? Student loans. They're going to try that, and on top of that, they're going to have everybody vote early and harvest everyone's ballots. Anyway, we're out of time. John McIntyre, Steve Moore, you're both fabulous. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Folks, I'll just say happy Thanksgiving to our listening audience. You're terrific stuff. I will be back next weekend. I'm Larry Kudlow. Take care. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.